three bad brothers you know so well. I've always heard that people remember where they were and what they were doing when something important happens to them. Well, the first time I heard the Beastie Boys album Licensed to Ill, I was arguing with a guy over five dollars. I loaned a classmate, oddly enough, I don't actually remember who, uh, $5 several weeks prior, and the little scumbag still hadn't paid me back. I was in the school parking lot after hours. I'm not entirely sure why. I think my dad, who was the school board president at the time, may have had a meeting and I was just hanging out. Or it could have been the school carnival. Or maybe it was bingo night. I don't know, it doesn't really matter. What matters is that I asked this kid for my money back. He didn't have it. I told him he needed to get it. He told me I could have his brother's rap tape. He reached into his pocket and handed me a manila cassette. It wasn't in a case, and it had been turned over so many times that the writing had been completely worn off. I told him I needed to listen to it before I agreed to the trade. Now, I don't remember getting the keys to our truck. That bit of the memory is fuzzy. The next part of the memory that I can recall with any sense of clarity is me in the truck seat and the other kid waiting by the open truck door to see if the trade was acceptable. I put the tape in the tape deck. And I heard, for the first time, No Sleep Till Brooklyn. No Sleep Till! Brooklyn! I remember turning the volume all the way up on the truck. I closed the door and left that kid standing alone and a little confused. I didn't care if the speakers blew or my eardrums busted. I just knew I wanted the music louder. I wanted it in my head. The next memory I have of that album is much more clearly defined and also a lot more debauched. Last day of school. It was tradition for the seniors to water balloon lower classmen. The group I ran with did not approve of this tradition. We were, well, punks and thugs, for lack of better terms, and we refused to be intimidated by seniors and jocks. So on the eve of the last day of school, we hatched a plan. A few of us would skip the last day of school and spend the entire day filling water balloons, and we'd show those seniors what it truly meant to be terrorized. We called some people, a lot of people actually, made plans, and went to bed secure in the knowledge that the seniors were about to get demolished. The next morning, I left my pickup at a young lady's house just a few blocks up from the school. This young woman had a dubious reputation. She was a lady of ill repute if you will. According to the rumor mill, she had scratched a hash mark into her wooden head post to record her sexual conquests. These marks, as the rumor went, ran the entire length of that headboard. She was also famous for fighting at the drop of a hat. In any case, she was a tough chick, and my friends and I were more than a little scared of her. Thinking back, I seem to remember that she was also prone to fits of violent vertigo from time to time, but I'm pretty sure that was caused by all the drugs. At the time, I had a 4x4 extended cab Chevy with a big toolbox in the truck bed, and we had tasked this questionable young lady with overseeing a couple of Confederates to fill my toolbox with water balloons. Our plan, such as it was, was to arm the bed of my pickup, drive around the school immediately after last bell, and show those damn seniors what it meant to go water ballooning. My anxiety grew as hours fell away and the end of school day approached. At 3.55, the bell rang, and I sprinted from the school and down the block to meet up with everyone. We had to hurry. If the school cleared out too quickly and everyone went home, our work would have been all for naught. When I got to my truck and saw what they had accomplished, my jaw hit the floor. These three high schoolers, led by an ornery, drugged-up nymphomaniac, had literally spent all day filling water balloons. It didn't even look like they'd stopped for lunch. 
my toolbox barely shut, and they had also filled up four big hefty bags with water balloons. They claimed they'd filled more than 250. I have a feeling they underestimated that count. We all loaded up in my truck. There were seven people inside, and the bed of the pickup was standing room only. We took the sunroof out so that one person could stand up on the console and throw water balloons from inside the cab. I popped in license to ill. Found you gotta fight for your right. And off we went. We terrorized the shit out of that school that day. We struck fear into the heart of West ISD. We demolished the seniors, faculty, and we even hit the principal with a complete barrage of balloons. We were chased by the local PD twice and pulled over once. The local cop told me to pop all the balloons. We emptied the big hefty bags and popped them. The cop left, I unlocked the toolbox and the additional cache of ammo, and we continued our reign of terror. The Beastie Boys provided our soundtrack. And when I think of that day, I can still see in my mind the superintendent bursting through the doors of the lunchroom and running into the West ISD parking lot towards my truck, screaming in anger, and then suddenly getting hit with dozens and dozens of water balloons all at once. And as that memory replays in my mind, I can hear the Beastie Boys. I pull off of the road and into the school parking lot. The superintendent must have been told about us. He explodes out of the lunchroom building and begins running towards my truck in a head-on trajectory. From the bed of the pickup, someone yells, Get him! And the people in the back launched a coordinated assault of balloons over the top of the cab. Balloons, dozens of them dripping with water, fly through the air in a multicolored arc of H2O destruction. You missed two classes and no homework. The water balloons hit. Water showering over the superintendent. Bits of exploded balloons litter the air like confetti. I cut the wheel of the truck hard to the right. I smash the accelerator. The 350 V8 roars to life and the tires begin to squeal. The truck whips around in a perfect 180 and I head for the parking lot exit. You gotta fight for your right to Looking in the side mirror, superintendent is behind us on the ground soaking wet. Those jackals in the back of the pickup are still pelting as he bellows in fury. People in the back of the truck are screaming like victorious Spartans. Some of them are throwing balloons at the defeated superintendent. A year's worth of anger at authority literally washing all over them. Front tires jump a curb and we hit the street. Kids on the sidewalk who had seen what happened were cheering at us, and we screamed past them a roiling, cacophonous mass of rock contours. And that's what the Beastie Boys meant to me. Subversion. Anti-authoritism. Raucous behavior and unrepentant hedonism. You know, I kept that tape for a long time. I eventually had to take a Sharpie and scrawl Beastie Boys on it, and it stayed with me throughout high school. I don't know where that tape is now. I lost it years and years ago, but I've never lost the Beastie Boys attitude, and I hope I never will. <laughs>